The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terry. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Tamir, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts of Between Tamir's Oregon Neighborhood Television. Also blogger of the Sammy High School State Sports Blog. Um, happy New Year. I mean, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy yeah, Kwanzaa. Yeah. Happy Passover. We got Ian Locke here this week here. Yeah. Uh, what better way to close out... 2019 then with you here doing an OA now to uh the last one of the 2019 last one of the decade last one of the decade good way to put it I can't believe it's been six years it's been six years six years you've been doing this show six years been doing this show how it's grown I know how it's grown around well well, one thing I'd like to thank the viewers and the listeners right especially from Oxford down (laughs) to um Ferndale yeah, and then west of Farmington and east of Troy. Absolutely, so um, that says a lot. So, uh, thank you to the listeners and 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 Sammy for putting this together. It was his idea. Come in and go. Hey, I want to do a podcast because you had things to say beyond just regular TV show that you and your brother and uh, Ian were hosting uh, between BT, yeah. yeah between Terraminas. So uh, it it got off to a rough start, just kind of trying to record, figuring out how it's going to happen, and, and then it smoothed out. And then it smoothed out, but it was always good content, and you always had good things to say. But production-wise, I'm not going to say that you have been instrumental, but you may have been instrumental in having this whole thing happen. I appreciate it. Right? I mean, I, our volunteers drive what we do here at ONTV, and you're one of like the crazy volunteers that just say, hey, I got an idea. I appreciate it. And we that. go, you know... That's a great idea. I appreciate What can we that. do to facilitate and make this? So here we are. We have this whole studio. I'm not going to say it's a studio that Sammy built. No. But you had a hand in it, I my did. friend. You certainly had a hand it. in it. Um, and I like to announce my all um t- decade team. Um, oh, yeah. That's decade true. team. That's going to come up later in the yeah, show. Yeah, that's going to be fun. We, um, we had a lot of fun discussions about that off air before Oh, we yes. Run, so. Oh, yes. Um, but we got a lot of... T- Sports yeah. talk about particularly in basketball. Yeah, we've, we've been off a the, week. Um, what happened? Been off a week. We've had a lot of crazy games. Um, some teams have suffered their first losses of the year. Um, let's go boys first. Then I'll, then we'll go girls. Um, okay. Clarkston, they suffered their first defeat um, at the hands of Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, they lost. Um, they lost. It was a good game. It was. Um, I think it was seventy-one to fifty-five. They mm. lost that game to um, Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, was that a uh, like a holiday tournament? No, or? it wasn't. It was a regular season game. It was at Orchard Lake St. Mary's, but wow. it was a really, really hyped up game. Yes, especially because he had a lot of star players there. Yes, star power at that game. Of course, Orchard Lake St. Mary's has a lot of stars in there. They got both Ropier brothers, Newman there. Um, Jack Crichton had a big night for him. Um, the Eaglets three threes. Um, then on the Clarkson side, you had um, you had Fletcher Lawyer, you had um, Matt Nicholson, and then of course you yeah. had um, Keegan Wasilik. Um, which that game ended up being a um, it was it was a shock how Clarkson played in that game. Um, but also I think it kind of helps, you know what I mean, when you have a lot of depth and you have a lot of scoring to go along, balance yeah. it out against a team like Clarkson, you know, and yeah, that's yeah. something that. A lot of people look at Clarkson saying, like, well, this is a state championship team. I mean, like, but let's not forget the same this Clarkson team really has um besi- I mean, like, besides um the big three, you still have a guy at Cole Donchez there too. I mean, but still I Well mean, that was like, the question. Uh, my question to you was 
Uh, did they rely on the big wigs to do the heavy lifting, and the bench didn't really come to play? And this is one of my concerns with Clarkson. Um, and it kind of showed in their game against Roseville, um, where um, that was a game where Fletcher Lawyer went off for 42. Yeah. Um, but Clarkson only played eight guys that day. Mm. They only played eight guys. Now, I know two of the guys are hurting. I know they got okay. two guys that are hurt. But this is a Clarkson team that really I've got some concerns about because this is a team that they only go eight deep. You can, And usually you see, like, 15 kids on a bench over there at yeah. Clarkson and you know, half of those guys don't play. I mean, like a couple of years ago, let's not forget. Yeah, when Clarkson the state won, when Clarkson game. won their state when the Clarkson won state title, Clarkson only won six guys. Yeah, and I kind of really got on Coach Dan Fife. You know what I mean for not using his bench. You know, you have a guy in Matt Nicholson. You know what I mean who's only played two years. You know what I mean his sophomore. You know what he did his sophomore year? Rode the bench. Yeah, and you know, and I think. You know that was a great injustice. You know you could have used your um, you could he could have used his bench more in those. In well, you know there were State enough. Championship there runs. were no. You know there were enough blowouts. Yeah, there that were enough blowouts. That they yeah. he could have played yeah. them. You know, but still, but that was one of the things that I really get. I really knack on Dan Fife. and you look at what um Coach Tim Wasilik's been doing. Of course, you know only playing eight guys against Roseville. That's a kind of a concern for me. You know, and I think you're going to need that bench eventually yeah. when you go in deep in the postseason, you know, especially when you look at Clarkson. Um, but I've also noticed with what teams these days are teams are riding their star players and they can't get a lot of help. You know what I mean? To them, you notice that. I noticed that with Troy against Saginaw. Of course, yeah. Brody Parker had him, I believe, 24 points against um Saginaw, but he didn't get a lot of help. Yeah. Um, you look at a guy like Trey Townsend, he had twenty six points against Lake Ori. Didn't get a lot of help do against you, Lake Ori. Do I you mean, see like, there's like a there's a like trend a, here. Yeah, a trend or a drought in mm-hmm. those role players. Well, and I think that's a key and I think that's a credit to teams' defensive schemes. You know, mm. when you look at yeah, that's of course, true. um, you know, you have a if you have a star player, you let them get what they want, but then you shut, shut everybody, everybody else down. down. Yeah. That's always been the key. Um you look at if there's like a team I'm really been surprised with this season, off to a very good start, it's Southfield. And a lot of people don't talk about Southfield, especially with with what Coach Daryl Buchanan has done. Um, he's got a very start good start player. Um, they're off to a five and zero start. Yeah. Um, had a really good win the other night against Detroit University Prep, six three fifty eight. Um, over at the Motor City game. Round Ball Classic. Um, but Southfield's a team I'm keeping an eye on very carefully because I think that's a team that. Nobody wants to see. They're a good basketball team, and they've had a. They're basically playing with virtually a young team. Yep. They got a young, inexperienced team, and I think you know when you look at Southfield, um, this is a team that I really like. You know, going forward, yeah. I really like that. Team. Yeah. Well, five and zero oh get you kind of excited. It does. It does get and you against excited. quality opponents as well. Mm-hmm. It does, and you know you're playing some really good opponents, which Southfield has. West Bluefield's played a daunting schedule. Yeah. Um they did beat they did pull off a big win against them. They knocked off from Detroit. I gotta see what Detroit team they played. This is on the guy's side. Correct? On the guy's side, yep. Um West Bluefield West Bluefield's but they played a West Bluefield's played a murder's role with schedule. Um and they played the likes of Warren DSL. They played the likes of um they played the likes, and they've been in games with them. Um, West Bloomfield, 
they ended up being Detroit Mumford, 62-60. It was a wreck of a game there. Um, <laughs> they got a freshman. Um, and Ryan Hurst, that's a guy I think team. I think keep people an need eye to on. keep an eye on. It's pay attention to this kid. I think Ryan Hurst is a really good player for Jeremy Denham. Oh, for Coach Jack. Uh, yeah, for Coach Jeremy Denham. Um, when you look at what West Bloomfield did, um, they're a young team still. Yeah. They got shooters, proven shooters. I like that makeup of that team. I like what um, Jeremy Dunn has done with that team. I really like what he's done with that team. So I think going forward, I really like that where that team's yeah, yeah. at. Well, that's uh, one to keep an eye on for sure. I mean, we've seen other teams jump out to strong starts. Yeah, and then they struggle during the year. I yeah, mean, yeah. You, you look at you I hit think, that middle of the season and, you know, stuff happens. And I think a team you got to really, really keep an eye on is Bloomfield Hills because they're starting. I mean, like they had a really good start off to a – they had a really good start, but then the last two games, you now yeah, it's been a back to back. Who they played a back? I mean, they played a back to back. Yeah. But Bloomfield Hills is one that you got to keep an eye on because that is a team that basically is playing with house money, night in, night out. And you know, if West Bloomfield virtually has two or three players that when they're when the three point shots not when three point shots hitting, they're on. Yeah. When there's when the three point shots not hitting, they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And I know West Bloomfield's got pl- – and I know Bloomfield Hill's got players that can shoot. You got look at Colin Hacker, Mason Canfield, and then you look at – they do have an emerging freshman as well. Don't have the name with me right now, mm-hmm. but Bloomfield Hills has lost two straight games. They lost 54-47 to Detroit Western International, and then they lost um, 36-21 at the Motor City Round Ball Classic Whoa. to um, Howell. Um, 36 36- – 36-21. That's a low-scoring game. Low-scoring game, either defensive first or neither team could shoot Or well. a, a bricklayer fest. I guess. I mean, <laughs> and that's something to Bricklayer convention. And that's something to say, you know. Wow, and, that is a low-scoring game. And then that was a team, Booby Hills. They just beat Traverse City West. Yes. Um, By 10 the other night. I think it was 63-53 the other night. And the fact that for them now, you look at how Howell, a young team. I mean. They had, I mean, they had a boatload of experience to leave last year at the graduation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bloomfield Hills is <laughs> an yeah. odd team to figure out. They're yeah. very odd team to figure trying out. Trying to find their uh, identity. Yeah, they're trying to find their identity. You know what I mean? And you live by the three, you die by the three. I think that's a risky, risky take to look at it. You know, yeah, yeah. risky, really risky, especially, and especially in the red. You know what I mean? In the red, you know, it's not going to be easy having to see Clarkson twice, Ferndale twice, <laughs> yeah. North Farmington twice. That's um, true. West Bluefield twice. You got yeah, yeah. twice. I mean, yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be iffy. Now, I do want to talk another debate topic too in boys, and that's playing out of state teams. Yes. Playing We've out of state. We've seen a lot of that uh, this season. Absolutely. We've seen a lot of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, A lot of these teams are playing out of state teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Some maybe to fill their schedule out. Some to maybe see if they are better against some of the top teams in the country, which I don't understand. Yeah. But I'm going to look at two teams in particular, and that's Oak Park and Ferndale. Yeah. Um, those are two teams that have had a habit. Still on the guy's side. Now, we've seen uh, A&T, Southfield A&T, and A&T, the women's and the side women's have been side doing is, that for yeah, A&T, a number of years. Yeah, but they've been playing. Yeah, they've been starting to play a lot of West Side teams as well, you know, when yes. you look at it. Yeah. Um, they just played East Kent. We're going to talk about girls in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but on the guy's side, I, I – I've never really seen it as much as it seems this season. Yeah, I mean, like, and I think a perfect team, for example, is Ferndale. Yeah. You know, I mean, Ferndale had to, Ferndale's played 
three Chicago teams already. They played Chicago Lincoln Park. They lost that one. They played, I think, Chicago Simeon. I think that's the name. Oh, wow. And that's, they lost that game. That's the legendary program that spits out D1 guys. I think it's, all, I don't think if it, it's Simeon. I don't think it is Simeon. Mike. Wow. I, I don't think it is Simeon. Okay. But, but Ferndale, Ferndale really did not look good against it. Uh, and then, um, and then, um, what was the third one? The third they played was Cleveland Heights. Some um, it was Cleveland Heights. Some um, Lutheran East, where they ended up losing okay. that one. Um, but Ferndale, to me, the fact that Coach Juan Rickman has played this type of schedule, you know what I mean? It's going to toughen them up. I get it. Yeah. But the problem that I have is it ain't going to help you in the new. Yes, it is not going to help you. Yeah, because the MHSAA changed their playoff seating. Yeah, the, formula, well, going more seating metrics formula. Yeah, and metrics, stuff. and you're playing out of state team ain't going to help you that much. Yeah, it doesn't count. No, right? it really doesn't. Uh, the strength of schedule, right? I mean, that's right. part of it. It is part of it, yes, but it, but they don't really look at out of state. Out of state, it does not they count. Really, don't put it in there. So yeah, I think playing that type of teams kind of hurts you. It helps you, but it hurts you. Yeah, and I think. Ferndale did that. Oak Park, I know, had one game against them. Dayton Thurgood Marshall, where they end up winning that one 70-67, just, you know, that. Close. That was a close game. Now, now are those out-of-state tournaments, or is they this? They played that, yeah, it was an out-of-state tournament. It was the um, Coach Q Holiday Classic that was played in um, Lima East, C- Lima Senior High. It was Lima, Ohio Senior High yeah. School. It was in Lima, Ohio. Okay. Um, so that I mean, was, I can I can see if it's like a tournament you're going to go to, or a I classic, mean, or a class, you know, that sort of thing, or invitational. Now, Royal Oak had a Marine City, um, Marine, was that Marine City Cardinal Mooney? They had a tournament there. Okay, um, they ended up losing in the championship game, forty eight forty six to Cardinal Ooh. Mooney, which that's a tight one. Yeah, but then they beat Algonac sixty one twenty. I mean, Ravens are a team, hard team to figure out. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Smith's team there over there, that's a hard team to figure out. But do you think that this is a trend of playing out of state teams, or do you think this is just kind of a one-off, or does it matter if it's like a classic or an invitational and that sort of thing? And the, you know, it's over the holidays we're traveling, trying to do something new. Well, I mean, we've seen you know, soccer teams do it all the time. Well, you look at it here. I think that if um, North Farmington does a really good job with hosting showcase tournaments yeah. and all that, I mean, North Farmington does a really good job with that. Okay, and. I give Coach Todd Negotian a lot of credit for and North Farms community for using their space menu. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's a trend. Now North Farms did play a um a team in Ohio, Toledo, St. Francis, um De La But they South. did they invite them up? They did. Okay. Um they ended up winning at one fifty nine forty nine. So it was a good win for North. Okay. But, but so it's I don't know if it I don't know if you play playing out of state teams yeah. gets you better. I really don't I, I know hope it's not that. a trend. I, I mean, hope it's not either. Because we saw even in uh, it, we saw it in track and field. We right. saw some Chicago teams come up to go to at invitationals, Oxford Invitational for one to go against Oak Park. Mm-hmm. And Oak Park was considered one of the best track squads in the in Midwest. The yeah, in the Midwest. In, yeah. in the state and Midwest. So we saw that, and it didn't work well for the team that traveled. <laughs> yeah, and I think travel has an issue. I think yeah. I think travel is a big issue yeah. when you look at it. I mean, I, I, really... I think it's interesting, and you know, maybe the experience for the students to to hit the road and play at different venues and play against different. It, it, I think it can toughen you up, open your eyes. It to can open your the eyes up. That's but out there. It can open your eyes up, but 
you know, grand scheme of things, grand scheme of things, I don't think it, it benefits you. I really uh, don't think it benefits you if you're playing those type okay. of teams. I Plus, really if don't. it doesn't help you in your strength mm-hmm. of schedule, right? I mean, like now, team now playing a tough team, tough in-state team like yeah. what Troy did when they played Saginaw and yeah. Canton. I mean, those are going to help you. Yeah. I really think and going that to the West Side and mid and mid yeah, Michigan, yeah, yeah. Saginaw, yeah, yeah. Saginaw, and Troy at the Motor City Roundball Classic. That was a great game. Yeah. That was a really good game. Um. And we talked about earlier Brody Parker. I'm 24 for Troy, and they're um, 45-36 loss to Saginaw. Of course, Saginaw's got some. Saginaw's gonna be a scary team. 45. That's even a lower score than I anticipated. Well, both teams are very good. You know, yeah. Troy. Troy's quick. Saginaw's really athletic. I mean, they got two very good guards in Cyril Smith and Freddie McIntosh. I mean, what what they did, which is incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much the um. When I look at the boys' side of things, yeah. um, the biggest shock for me this weekend, of course, um, besides Clarkson, Troy taking their first losses, Bloomfield Hills losing two games, mm. West Bloomfield beating them, winning in Detroit. Um, but to me, I think, to me, one of, the, one of the shocks that I seen was when you look at, um, when you look at, when you look at it on the boys' side of things, um, you know, especially Detroit CMA, I really like what that team's been doing. Um, it's an out-of-league team. Um, they beat Troy Athens 61-44. Ooh. I think they're going to pose a big threat to Ferndale. I think they could, if things go right, they could, they're going to get Ferndale their biggest fits. But if there was a team I was very disappointed with, it's Farmington. Yeah. Here's why. Because... Farmington lost a really tough game to Detroit CMA, 76-8 double overtime. A double OT. They lost that one double overtime. That was a couple weeks ago. And then you look at and then you look at what happened in their game against Detroit Martin Luther King. Yes, they lost a tough one to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. It was a good game. But against Detroit Martin Luther King, the fact that he only scored 29 points <laughs> and lose 70-29. Yeah, that did you did that team show up? Injuries? No. Sickness? No. The first quarter they were terrible. It was it was not it was not fun. Well, it happened. I mean, it can happen. I mean, what was the venue? It I was mean, at you... Ferndale, it was at the Tremont the King Roundball Classic. But yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I looked at yeah. the score. The fact that this team, you know, Farmington is a was as one of the teams that's supposed to contend in the white division this year. They're one of the teams. And the fact that that team only put up 29 points against, yes, I understand Detroit Mother King's a good team. I understand that. But the fact that team only put up 29 points tells me something. It tells me something. Either they, either they didn't show up or either, or either. I mean. They just didn't show well, up. Sometimes you have teams that just, you go up against an opponent and they can match your skill, right? I mean, they can take you out of your game plan. Right. And. Either the scouting report was changed, you know, like, or I don't know if Farmington they go to a did press their, or something. I don't know if Farmington did their homework against Detroit Martin. Luther yeah, King. I mean, I don't it, know if you know stuff Coach like that Terrence, happens if you say I know you're Porter. expecting one thing and you get another. And I know Terrence Porter because he, I know he prepares. I know he gets his teams ready and all yeah. that. But for them to, for that showing, for that showing against Detroit Martin Luther King, he has to be humiliated. He has to be. That's that's embarrassing. 
And especially for a team that is supposed to be one of the top contenders in the white division, supposed to be competing with Troy. You got you got players looking at what D1 offers. You look at Tariq Humes. You look at Jared Atkins. I mean, like, I mean, you look at Jane Atkins. I mean, like, you got those type of guards there. But I'd say not seeing the game and how it unfolded, you know, something like that is almost like did the team had height on them. Like, you know, I mean, you see teams like that where they come in and you're like, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, across the board, they have height or yeah. speed or they, they they ran a press and you just couldn't handle it. But that was a team I was really disappointed with Farm. Yeah. I was you really think, I, disappointed with them. One off, just a blink? They got North Farmington next Friday. So you know. Yeah, that's going to be brutal. That could get real <laughs> ugly real fast. Um, Go to the girls now. Yeah. Talk Southfield already. Um, yeah. Southfield A&T, probably the most, one of the most, they've had a difficult difficult stretch you know um besides after beating clarkston um six besides being clarkston yeah that was the, the matchup of the week them, we yeah. were talking about uh, that was two a weeks big ago. win for them clarkson gave that game away though i thought virtually Ooh. clarkson gave that game away i mean they one thing you cannot do is you know you can't let McEvans, worthy and um willis go off you can't let those three go off and that's what well, happened they're good i mean they're really good can they're you really good can yes you, just but, say, well, don't let them do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you have players that you just can't say, well, just stop them. Because sometimes you can't. Well, I really like the comment that Coach John Wire said. Yeah. Um, that the talent gap, the gap is closing. And he's right on Southfield. You got Clarkson there. You got West Bloomfield there. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to seriously challenge Southfield. Well, that quote goes right to what you were saying in mm-hmm. the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no bench on Southfield, right. and the other teams are getting better. Right, and that's the thing. That's the thing, and I still believe that. Southfield had two tough games. They played the uh, Motor City Rama Classic at Deerfield West at, at Detroit Westfield Prep against um against East Grand Rapids. Oh, um, and then they played at Ann Arbor Skyline in the Washtenaw County Classic. Then uh, both games were in being really fantastic games um for Southfield. Um, Southfield lost 42-41 to East Kentwood. Never had the lead in that game. Um, Close game, East man. Kentwood did a boxing one on Cheyenne McEvans. Ah. And McEvans only got 15-10 and 10 in that game. Only? Yeah. Well, that goes to this to what you're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they need McEvans to go, what, 25? 20 maybe? a game, twenty maybe 20 a night. You know what I mean? And... That's a that's a tall order to ask. Yeah, it's a very especially, tall especially order. Especially if ask. if you you don't get any rest. Yeah, and then of course, um, and then in their game against um, Ypsilanti Arbor Prep, that was billed as the battle of the guards between my pedicord of Arbor Prep and um, and McEvans. Yeah, that ended up being a double overtime game where um, Southfield ended up falling fifty three fifty. Wow, close game. Really close, but. Mick Evans had another big night in that game, you know, and also Keanu Willis went off. Yeah. Um. So when you look at Southfield, you know, they're getting all these attention games where college, um, where college, um, college coaches are there, you know, watching them play. Yeah. I mean, but it still doesn't, to me, it doesn't clear up Southfield's issues. You no. know, they still got issues. That's a four and three basketball team. And until they address their bench and their other two starters, that team's not yeah. going anywhere. What, and they what got you a say tough they're, district. Lose. They're three points away of only having one loss. That is true. They're only three. They're only three, four points away from having one loss. Yeah. Um, West Bloomfield. 
That's a team I'm really high on. Um, I really like where that team is. The play of Sidney Hendricks has really got me impressed. Um, they do got a freshman there, is there in there as well um, that's been making some noise as well. But I was surprised how they lost 68-62 to Ann Arbor Huron. Mm. Huron's a very good team. Um, the River Rats, I believe that's their name. Yep. Um, they ended up, it was, West Bloomfield had that game basically all wrapped up, and then all, they just let. Is that a tournament game? Like It a, was Washtenaw County Classic, yeah. It was it up played at them. Skyline, you played said? Played at Skyline. Yeah. Um, you ever see uh, Huron's basketball arena? I have. It's like a dome. It's a dome. It's uh, very <laughs> collegiate-esque. Beautiful. It's it's a very interesting um, arena. Yeah. But when I look at um, Ann Arbor Huron, I mean, yeah. they're a good team. I mean, I think for Coach Burt Mosley, I think it's going to it's gonna humble them, especially after the loss to Detroit Renaissance. So now West Bloomfield sits, I believe, 5-2 and two right now. Okay. So they're right now looking okay. Um, another team that... Um, Another team I've been really, I mean, you know, Southfield and um, in West Bloomfield played um, but we had the Grove Showcase come. Yeah, yeah. We had the Grove Showcase. Um, Grove didn't play a lot. Didn't play a lot of their um, big stars against Waterford Mott. Um, Which Mott took it, right? Yeah, Mott took it. Yeah, Mott blew them out by by twenty one. Yeah. yeah. Is it one of those holiday things or? It's the Grove Showcase that was played at. You Grove. got a Grove Showcase and people don't show up because of the holidays. It was sh- it was shocking. <laughs> I was surprised. Um, West Bloomfield did play in that. They won sixty seven thirty one over Royal Oak Shrine. Um, Bloomfield Hills. Whoa. Uh, Bloomfield Hills is another team to talk about, but probably the team I really want to talk about is Oak Park. Yeah, yeah. Girls basketball. Here's the thing. Oak Park girls basketball had a really had a big win against Seaholm a couple weeks ago, and then they played the Motor City Roundball Classic. And then beat, came back, knocked off Sinclair Shortstop like 50-48. Um, you look at what Oak Park has. Kyla Wilson. Um, Kyla Wilson, we talk, I've talked a lot about her in the past. She's a good player. Good player. Um, but getting some help now, finally. <laughs> but Oak Park still does not have a lot of depths. Could Oak Park challenge for a blue title this year? They could. I mean, they've got to get by Berkeley and Rochester. Both teams, I think, have deep teams. But we'll see. We shall see. Bloomfield Hills, um, Jordan Banks came back with very instrumental in win against North Farmington. Um, of course, North Farmington's lost, um, I think, two straight. They lost that epic game against Oxford in double overtime, and then they lost that um, game to, um, then they lose to um, Bloomfield Hills. So. But it's very interesting where Jeff Simpson's yeah, yeah. team at. Really interesting. Um, my final thoughts on the girls' side. Yeah, we'll yeah. See what happens going forward. We'll yeah, some uh, interesting matchups early in the season, like we said, Southfield. I forgot and to talk about and... Avondale. Avondale yeah, lost yeah, yeah. to Gibraltar to Carlson fifty to forty. They were up by seven at one point. Ooh, well, at seven... halftime and lost. Yeah, seven's not a big margin though. I mean, anything could happen. That's true, especially in uh. High yeah. school game. You never true. know what's gonna happen. Never know what's gonna happen. But my final thoughts, you know what I mean? Like, we'll see. A lot of interesting league play starts back up. You see, yeah, that's uh, it, it, there's no let up. I mean, you get a little breather this time of year, and then next week, 
Yeah. Right? Next well, week? Or do they two start weeks. in the, two weeks? Two weeks, yeah, holiday. Oh, yep. that's right. They're off one more week. Uh, they're one back more week. on the 6th. Yep. Everybody's back on the 6th, but you still got games that are played on the third week of the 3rd, open up the new year. Yeah. Um. So it'll be really interesting to see yeah. what happens. Um, Clarkson Carbonates were this weekend in boys basketball. You got Farmington, North Farmington boys basketball. That should be good. Um, a lot of good games, especially yeah. in the boys side of things. Yeah. Um, let's go to my, um, let's go to our top 30 holiday. Um, we're now on the end of the, um, end of the uh, decade. And so, yeah, you, mm-hmm. there's something we brought up, uh, this morning going, you know what? End of the decade. Uh, you brought that up, uh, when you walked in, go end of the decade. And I'm like, dang, I. I didn't even think about that. You go, it's just New Year, and you kind of roll into the next one, but it is the end of a decade. You know, we started the show in 2013. We started the show in 2013. Really? It's been six years. Wow. I mean, we've only moved into our new studio in 2012, so it was a year later? A year later. Wow. Yeah. How far we've come. Or how, how far? far you have come. How far? You, Isn't it beautiful? Well, you started dragging my butt in here on Monday mornings. <laughs> yeah, I started dragging your butt in here Monday morning. Sure. But it's fun. You know, like. I know the listeners out there go, who is, who is who, that guy? Who's the guy, you know, uh-huh. who is this dude with Sammy? Sammy knows his business. You guys all know that. Um, but for, since I've been here, it was it 2009 I came to ONTV. Mm-hmm. And you and your brothers, you and your brother came in. Me and Yeah, and, uh, and Witherspoon and stuff. and started. I started paying attention to OAA Sports because of, me. of you guys. And... So when you said, I knew enough to be very, very dangerous, and that's not a good thing. No. <laughs> no. But um, I've learned more um, the OA sports, high school sports than anything, and I give thank you, Sammy. It makes it more entertaining. I appreciate I it. I know what the heck's going on. Um, it's, it's very interesting. When you want to tune out, let's say, politics and the noise of everyday life, you got some high school, great high school athletes, these student athletes do a great job. And thank you for tuning into what the heck's going on. So yeah, um, everybody listening and watching, yeah, I really don't know my business. I know how to run this stuff and keep us sounding good. But thank you for dragging me along and tolerating me. I appreciate it, <laughs> especially all the the listeners and the viewers for tolerating my Ed McMahon type of uh huh uh huh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, six years, Sam. But end of the decade. Let's go. We started to say, hey, let's let's really go out on a limb. Who is your, let's say, football team of the decade? You know what? I'm going to be OAA. honest with you, and me and you are going to have a very tense debate about this. Hence, people are going to say Clarkson. People are going to say Clarkson. I wonder why. Yeah. You How many state why? titles? Three. And, yeah. Even though Lake Orion's got one. Okay. But my team <laughs> of the decade is West Bloomfield. And especially with what Ron Bellamy's done with that program from 2013 on the present day, he has built a program there. Yeah. A lot of people. What was, what were the Lakers before he came in? The Lakers were struggling and Bellamy was there before that, you know, before that, you know, trying to build his program. You know, there was a lot of, I was one of those guys early that said to myself, I don't know if Ron Bellamy could, could make this work at West Bloomfield. I was one of those guys. But then, boy, when he started, has he made it work? Man, he made it work. It's a and completely what, different team. I mean, yeah, look the, what. And I think it was that decision he made to him go with the younger, more um, athletic kids, talented kids. No offense to his um, upperclassmen. Yeah, but that decision has made West Bloomfield into a power. 
Uh, power, definite, definite Into power. power. You can't tell. Ten years ago, when you heard, when you saw West Bloomfield on the schedule, you didn't go, "Oh man." Yeah. You never did that. You thought it was an easy W. You go, okay. You thought it was an easy W. Chuck that up as a win. But what, now, what, now <laughs> you're going to be sweating a little bit. Oh, you better be ready better because be, be they sweating. will light you up. And yep. it's and they it, got the players to do it. You know what I mean? Probably one of my favorite players to ever come out of West Bloomfield was Bryce Beasley, quarterback at West Bloomfield. That kid is a special talent. Mm. I really liked how he played. I liked how he was humble, um, especially when he runs his own read. Yeah. I think that probably my favorite quarterback, and I know there's a lot of great West Bluefield players out there, yeah. but probably my favorite Laker has to be Bryce Beasley. Yeah. And he was that, he was that special. Yeah. He was that good of a talent. You know, um, yes, we'll have a debate. Mine is, is, it is the Wolves, Clarkston. Um, DJ Zula, uh, Ian Erickson. I mean the the names. Nolan Erickson. Yeah, the the, the guys the, who came through there, but it was such. It wasn't like led by these all world players. It was team, team, team. It was a unified unit that year after year after year were challenging for the state title. And every year you go, okay, they're done. That, you know, you can't possibly. Oh, they everybody graduated. What would they do? Win another title. They went and go. They would go do it again. Probably the game that I think described Clarkson for me was that game at Holland West Ottawa, where they just they were left for dead, and then they came back, found a way, to win that game. Yes. Eventually, got in the state title game against West Bloomfield. Yep. We talked about that three that, to two epic game. Crazy. That was nuts. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I was three to two. Three to two. Three to two. People didn't believe me that I, was, I brought that up. Uh, I think we were talking uh, it was over Thanksgiving because that's when the games are, mm-hmm. you know, in the state final. I said, yeah, I'm, I go, maybe this will be another three to two or a two nothing <laughs> shutout, <laughs> you know? And then they're like, what are you talking about? Didn't you remember West Bloomfield Clarkson from a couple years ago? Three to two, three final. To two, final. Two offensive heavyweights. West yeah. Bloomfield just putting points up. Well, they turned three to I two. I remember they, that was a game they turned it over a lot in that game. But the, um, the game was played between the 40s. I know it was a game between, <laughs> played between the 40s. I remember like, that game. I think it was like so, the only way, way that they got the field goal was that there was a fourth down. They went for a fourth down and were stuck, you know, in uh But what I didn't understand in that game, what I didn't, understand, what I didn't understand in that game was why, Ron, why Coach Ron Bellamy decided not to go for the field goal. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. There was one time that they, there was one time they, went, they went for it instead of go for the field goal. Yes. You know what I mean? There's no wind at Ford Field. Yeah. There's absolutely no wind. Yeah. And it should have went for the field goal. Crazy, and but 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 hey, you have West Bloomfield, and I understand why. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a sustained thing, and, and they're a sustained and, program. And right they're now. always, they still seem like they're doing this. They're still on the ascent. Yeah, and I think they West, haven't plateaued. Yeah, and I, I think they West, haven't taken. I think a dip. West Bloomfield's a team that they're, and I think it's a credit to Coach Ron Bellamy. Yes, he's developed a middle school program there. He, there's a lot of athletes coming into West Bloomfield. Yep. I mean, like. You know, he's developed that middle school program and the youth levels, and I think that's a huge credit to him and the coaches in the in the coaching the sub varsity and yeah. what he's built there. I think I think, you know, he's done a magnificent job. And it's only enhanced the experience of high school football mm-hmm. in the OAA, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime you have solid programs that are really good and it just makes it fun for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
like we said, the OA Red, you got Oxford, uh, Lake Warren, Clarkston, West Bloomfield, Adams. Adams. I mean, all these are fun programs and, histo- you know, all these great things. Just having another team up there to go, oh, he's on the roster. It's just going to drive those eyeballs and it people is. going to the games and oh, having yeah. a good time. And they want to see it. They want to see you play. They want to see you play. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's football. Um, you oh, uh, let's, uh, let's do let's do a couple more football. How about coach? Coach a decade. Uh, if are you going to do player of the decade okay. for me is player. Prescott Line at okay. Oxford. Oh my goodness, this guy was big, physical, bruiser. Yeah, good kid. Yes. good player. Yep, and you know I, I was trying to rack my brain. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with you on that one, Prescott, because Line. we saw him. Even over DJ Jazula. <laughs> yes, we saw multiple. We saw him multiple times in, up close and personal in action, and he's one guy, and like a fullback, running back, right? He wasn't the quarterback. He wasn't the the star receiver. You know, uh, the he was just this tough battering ram of a dude that. At a fullback, running back position, carried his team. He carried Oxford. He literally carried Oxford. I remember that. He carried him in the playoffs. I mean, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You couldn't stop the guy. No. You, you go, oh, third and third and seven. He got it. He I got still, eight. I still can't figure out how Oxford lost to Adams that year in the playoffs. <laughs> I still can't figure that one out. But yeah, I, he was he was something to see, and to to see him go on to you know college and SMU and yep. um, that's that was. Yeah, I, I love that kid, uh, watching him play. It's one of those, you know, we talk about Oxford style, and it's going to soon possibly change. be changing, right, because uh, Bud's gone. But uh, to see that old school smash you in the face football, he, line, was perfect for that offense. He was really good. For Plus, he was a good linebacker, good too. Good linebacker, too. Speed, toughness, like that kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you got a coach? You're gonna say Bellamy. Or you're gonna pick another coach. You know what? I'm gonna hey. I'm gonna go. People are gonna ask me. I'm gonna be crazy for this one. Um, for my coach of the year. Uh, um, coach of decade. Decade, yeah. This one's an easy one for me. Chris Bell. Here's why. Okay. Um, when he coached Lake Orion, he got he got dragged. He let he led his team to a state championship. He has um. He's been consistent. You and know, what he, year was that championship? 2010. Okay, so he fits. Yeah. So when you look at what he's done, you know, and he's taking that role now from being a head football coach, the athletic director, um, now John Blackstock now taking over the reins. Yes. But I think what Bell's done at Lake Orion has been just magnificent. Yeah. Just magnificent, you know. So he's a perfect candidate for my coach of the year. Yeah. For coach me, decade. decade. For me, it, my <laughs> team was Clarkston, but the coach is Bellamy. Ron Bellamy, right? Because uh, it for the all for everything you said. So am I splitting the hairs a little bit? Yeah, but that's who I'm picking. Mm-hmm. That's a good list. Cool, good list. All right, what was the next one? Um, boys basketball. Boys basketball team of the decade. Is there any team here I could say about with Clarkston at all? Um, besides the fact they won two state championships, um, guy named Foster Lawyer. You had um. Did I like the, how Clarkson got those those um, <laughs> those kids? No, but they ended up getting a, a job bit of controversy. done. Controversy. There's a lot of controversy, but look <laughs> what um, but that team found a way to get it done. You know yeah. what I mean? And a lot of it starts with Foster Lawyer. Yeah, um, that was. He's one of those. If we're gonna do player two, 
I, I and I have to step away because I'm a Spartan fan, and having him frustrate me on the college level, I have to step away from that. Though he had a good game last night. Yeah, he did. Highest sixteen, dropping threes. Yeah, but um, to watch that kid that in high school play, it was unreal. I, he wasn't the greatest defender, though. Not a greatest defender, but the guy could score walking in the door. Mm-hmm. And talk about somebody that puts some some a team on his shoulder and just go let's and not forget, fill it up. Let's not forget there was one year we had North Farm to make the state finals. Yes, we had West Bloomfield was a Final Four team. Troy was a final. Troy was an a, um, Elite Eight team, a state yeah. quarterfinal team. Lake Orion in 2012 even went to the state quarterfinals. That's th- that was a shocking mm-hmm. team. Um, I go if if there's a a shock of the decade, a team I would say that Lake Orient team, Lake Orient 2012 team, correct? Because but that also saw of things to come because from that they kind of you saw these players come out of I don't want to say nowhere, but that 2012 team, it's like they won again. That was a weird team. They won that, again. That team was a weird team because they finished off 11 and nine. Um. Yeah, and nobody expected anything. Things weren't going as rosy as you thought, and then they come into the district tournament. And they upset crazy. They, they upset Rochester in the district final. Rochester, yep. I remember they had Paris Purr on that team. They had Barry on that team, um, and then they beat Bloomfield Hills, and then they beat Waterford Mott yep. on their home court, and then before losing the Macomb Lodge Cruz North. Yeah, but um. But, but that mean, team was just, they made the Cal that, right they're that down to Callahan there, yeah they went to Callahan Hall in Detroit you know what I mean that was a very odd team to <laughs> it was but it's one of those that that's one of those shocking runs that you go what nobody expected that happen. no 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 and if you say you thought you saw it coming no you didn't. I didn't see nobody it saw it coming. I, nobody did yeah nobody I, did I don't think they did. <laughs> no, I, and that's the thing, you know what I mean? That's probably the shocking team of the decade. Yeah, I would say. With Lake Ori in 2012. Um, it, it's, we were talking about player, mm-hmm. boys player. Do you ha- I mean, there's so many good players. There's so many good players to come out of, to come out of um, these schools. There's so many good players that came out. But I, I can't. If I had to see an, a player play again. Um, yeah, who would and, you like to see? I and yeah, somebody. Yeah, I do actually. It's this year. Um, I do want to spread the wealth, but Brody Parker, Troy. I think he's a player that he can shoot the three, dribble driver. Um, I really like how he plays. Um, I think that's a guy that, and and you're gonna see him. Maybe he's got one more year. You know, he's gonna be, and he's going to Oakland next in okay. two years. So. I really like to see how this kid grows. Um, Brody Parker's probably one of those underrated players that I think teams need to keep an eye on. Okay. Do you have a so a coach, basketball coach of the decade? Gary no. Frelick, Troy. That Gary was quick. Frelick, Troy. You know what I mean? Been there a long time. Legend. Icon. Just really, really good. Another guy. Got two more guys, you know. Got Steve Laidlaw at Oxford. He came back to Oxford. I was really glad Oxford let him back in. Um, he's done magnificent wonders yeah, yeah, at yeah. a basketball program at Absolutely. Oxford. Um, and then Jim Manzo, Lake Orion. Um, what he did coming back um, says a lot. There's a lot of great coaches in this league. Yeah. A lot of great coaches. But it always feels like there's a lot of turnover. But there's a core group. 
over the last what five, five years, years, six yeah, years. People are gonna say, really, well, people really are gonna good. say, well, you're surprised about Dan Fife, you know what I mean? But, but if I had to say right now, my coach of the decade, it is Gary Fralick and Trey. Okay. Yes. Bottom line. All right. Um, girls basketball. Yes, girls basketball <laughs> team of the decade. Southfield Lathrop slash Southfield A&T. You know, Michelle Marshall, it's, it's, what she's done. It's hard to. She's won a state title. Yep. Blend of numerous Final Fours. Yep. Um, league. League titles, yep. numerous spread titles. I mean. It's, yeah, it's hard to. It's hard to replicate it. There's, there's one, and then there's She's had great else. players come in that system. Of course, you had Jerecka Hughes. You've had, um, and of course, now you have with um, Soda Barnes. You had, um, now you have Cheyenne Will. You have, um, you have um, Cheyenne Willis, McEvans there. Um, They've had a lot of Electric Johnson yeah, coming out oh, of yeah. there. I mean, just some great talent over there at Southfield. I mean, just like so good. Just they've been <laughs> very good, consistently very good. It's, and it's not like <clears throat> consistently above average. Mm-hmm. It's been consistently good. It's been consistently yeah. good. That's the team you go. Uh oh. Yeah, but you know, but they have been coming back to earth a little bit. You little know bit. what I mean? They coming back to earth a little bit. Um. And, and I take it Southfield, uh, your coach of the decade would also be Michelle Marshall, obviously. <laughs> you know what I mean? What she's been there long longevity. Yeah, um, helps a lot to be there. Um, but my player of the year, yeah, player of the decade of the decade, and this was a shocker for me. Um, but I really like the development of Jenna Backridge. You know, I mean, she played at North Farmington. Okay, um, really good player, really special talent. Um, to come out of there really says a lot about the player. Um, but also, if there was a, another coach of the decade, um, the late Leola Miller at Pontiac Northern. Um, Leola Greer, sorry. Leola Greer, my bad. Um, really good coach. Um, really good person. I really like what she did when she was at Pontiac Northern. Yeah. I mean, just... Wonderful class, wonderful class, great coach. Yeah, um, that was another coach of the year, coach of decade candidate that yeah, I yeah. thought about. Um, but she is a special, special person. Yeah. Um, but you know, my player of the year, I said Back Rouge, obviously, but yeah. there's some others on there. Yeah. Um, I really liked probably another player that I really enjoyed. Was Gabby Eric of Stony Creek? Okay, three point specialist, um, knew how to lead a team. She just knew how to lead a team, and just special, just yeah. special. Yep, you know, good picks, dude. Yep. Let's see, what are we moving on to? That we got the big how about volleyball. <sighs> a lot of lot this one's of, easy for me, dude. A lot, a lot happened in volleyball over this the last one's ten easy years for me. This one's easy for me. Okay. Team of the decade, Lake t- Team of the decade, Lake Orion, because state championship, final four appearance last two years says a lot. They they've won district titles, been in the regional, and always have had a lot of stability. When you look at the coaches that been there, um, they had Bob Howie, then you go to Ross Talbot, yep. and then to Tony Scavarda. Yeah. I mean, like that's, that is very good turtle. That's tough to do. 
it is changing over. I know some of the coaches were in the same lineage, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they had a, they were related in the program some way, but uh, to have three different coaches uh, over that stretch sustain their success and they're winning. Yes, you know it says a lot. You know what I mean? It really says a lot to where that program's been at. You know what I mean? And the players that came out of there. You know what I mean? You know, you look at players like Courtney Whiteman, Lindsey Whiteman. I yeah. mean, well, I mean, like, and then you look yeah. at players like, you know, Sierra Livingway. You look at players like, um, like, especially a Paige Briggs who transferred in from Oxford to Lake Orion. I mean, yeah. like, that's insane. Yeah, that was. Uh, and Daniel Sargent, another one. I mean, like, Sargent you look at. You look called at, her name four years, calling them games. She was amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's the team of the decade. Um, coach of the decade. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Pinner Clarkson. Been there a long time. Um, gotten the Wolves ready to go. Numerous league titles. Yep. Um, just haven't been able to get over that hump, though. Whereas is, Lake Orion has. Yeah, which is surprising. And it's because Clarkston was usually the team that stood in the Dragons' way. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, the the league title, like, if you go to, looking at Back the, in 2011, Lake Orion and Clarkson met in the Final Four. Yes. You know, so yeah. that's when they moved Clarkston more north, more west, and Lake Orion more east. I mean, that's uh, that tells you how much <laughs> dominance Lake Orion and Clarkston has been in volleyball. Correct. Um, and I would say, you know, if you ask people across the state, they don't mm-hmm. want to play these two teams. No, you know what I mean. Um, besides maybe Rockford, you know, you got other Lowell. Uh, yep. Yeah, who are the more you know, mm-hmm. on their side of things. But yeah, I would agree. I like yeah. those are the OAA. Yeah, I think Good that, picks. I Good think, picks. Yep. And then my player of the year. Yeah. A lot of good ones come out. But you know what? I always enjoyed watching Courtney Whiteman play. Yeah. I always enjoyed watching her play. Yeah. I mean, very good player. Very dynamic player. Yeah. Um, and talk about a... Mm-hmm. It's, it's When you have a player that a singular... Individual walking take over a game by walk in on that court and the instantly make the rest of her teammates better by leaps and bounds. Yeah. I mean you have a good team, now you have a great team. Yeah. That that is that is a I kinda wish that I kinda wish that team, that Lake Orient team, would have made it farther, but they ran into a very good Romeo team on their home yep. floor, um in yeah. the regional semifinals. Yep. Um just Tough way to lose that yeah. game. I remember that one <laughs> on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, that was that was really brutal. It was. It was a crusher, but uh, they found the promise and what? Not too long after, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What do we have here? Um, track and field. Track and field. Why not? Because we've seen some state titles out of track and field. Yeah, in Lake the Orion, Oak Park, uh, Lake Orion boys, Oak Park and girls, Oak Park boys, winning state titles. Yeah. Um, pretty much my um. My um athlete of the year. Yeah, who are you picking? Athlete of the decade or track? Uh, you got a track one? Yeah, but it cringes we, me. Well, let's do this. Say. Let's combine track and cross country. Should we do that? Yeah, or let's no? combine it. Let's combine it. Because uh, my athlete of the decade, I kind of cringe when I think about this <laughs> name, but Connor Bandell at Oxford. I mean, shot put, discus. Oh, monster. Yeah. Complete monster. Mm hmm. I didn't like his form, though. You know what I mean? I really didn't like his form uh, at times. You know what I mean? But but he could get it out there. He got it out there. He got it out there. 
absolutely. I forgot about that that character. Yeah, he was a throw, very good thrower. Absolutely, for very good thrower for them. Um, although his form was kind of a little suspicious, but but then as long as it's legal, he could throw it underhand. Yeah, if he can throw it underhand a quarter mile, do it. Yeah, but. <laughs> But so who's your uh, women's uh, track team of the uh, decade? Women's track team of the decade. I, I think it's huh? Oak Park. Oak Park, obviously. Loaded. Yeah. Loaded. And that's credit to Brendan Giles. Credit to his team, what he's done with that team. I Unbelievable. Mean, I mean. Especially in about from about 2015 on. Unstoppable. They've been winning. They got athletes. They had athletes on that team. Just yes, and the way they've won, like didn't they? They won last year, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, twenty? Yeah, they, well, well yeah. twenty nineteen. Yeah, they, they, this this mm-hmm. year, but so twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, they won. Right. Um, but how they've been winning it? Right. They've won it in multiple ways. They've had those teams where you had a a core group of just ridiculous athletes and win by relay, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. You got six, eight people. Boom, you win. Last year, they didn't come. I don't think they. I think they won one event. Yeah. The rest of it was by place. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it just was a overall team win. It was unbelievable because you're like, oh, you know, somebody from the West Side's gonna take it. Rockford's right. unstoppable. You got, you got cra- you can't, you crazy teams. Oak Park. Oak Park. Uh, boom. And they take it on the last event of the day to take a state title. That's and insane. Fantastic. And the the talent that came out of there. Player probably would be, it's from Seaholm, I know. Okay, so you have you have your runner. Who who did you? Vote? Audrey De, Audrey um, Dadamio. Dadamio. She's currently running, right? Yep. Now, I'm partial to distance Actually, runners. I take that back. I well, take that back. Aaron who? Flynn Westpoonfield. Aaron Finn. Okay. Aaron Finn. Amazing, mm-hmm. singular talent. One that people remember for long, long time. Um, Audrey Belf for me for Seaholm. Yep. Because she was challenging Finn for some of those uh, I remember accolades. Those. I remember those. They were great. Fantastic, right? Great. I remember those. Um, unbelievable. Uh, state title winner, uh, cross-country, dominant cross-country, 3,200, just unbelievable 3,200 runner. Um, I like Belf. On the track itself for distance runners, on the track itself, I am partial to Lake Orion's uh, all-star hurdler. Or Melissa Le- Simons. Melissa Simons. Undefeated. Coach Mike Cash has not had a really great hurdle crew. Absolutely. Got Thomas Mormon at Lake Orion. Yes. You know, Melissa Simons. But Simons, state title holder in the 300-meter individual winner, unbe- unbeatable for basically four years, coming as a freshman on. She was a W. Unbelievable. Loved watching her run. That that's the you go. I I want to go and just we hung around the state finals just to see her w- run one race that was that good. So that that and the girls side. My wrestling and the guys. What do you got? Oh, my wrestling team of the decade, of course. Ooh, wrestling is um Oxford, Oxford boys, Oxford um 2011 state title championship team. Yep. Um, that was my wrestling team of the decade. Don't have much. Don't have a coach <laughs> right now. That's okay, but it's um, it brings back memories. But yes, yep, it, Oxford Wrestling's my team of the decade. Um, my boys' side of things he wanted for cross country or track. Yeah, track. Well, either. Um, I did mention Bandel. Um, but also, um, but if I had to look at a runner that I look forward to see run, Corey Esther. Yeah, Corey Esther, like Corey. 
Yeah, that was uh I remember the state championship team back in 20, 2012 where um I remember coach Dan Ford telling me, you know, he put, he he put all the backups in in a track meet and they're still getting points. Yes. And he said, "How am I get I'm getting all these points. What am I going to do?" I said, "Coach." I said, "Coach, relax. You're fine. You're you're fine." You know? Can yeah, I yeah. run the, can I run the shop put, you know? Yeah, yeah. Run the shop put over there. So I said, "Relax. You're fine. You're fine." <laughs> You know, Esther, they had, that was a great year. That was Esther a great was a great all-around athlete. Great all-around athlete. Put a football in his hand, what happened? Oh, good yeah. things. Oh, yeah. Put a football around him, good things. Yeah. Make him, run a, make him run a relay, good things happen. And I know it's easy to pick uh, people for these sorts of lists uh, who are more front of mind because we see them. Brendan Favaza. Yeah, Clarkson. Clarkson. Now, oh. we've seen a lot of distance runners. We've seen a lot of talent roll through here. But what he did at the regionals last year. I still remember calling meters. that with you, and I'm Kevin, and Kevin McCormick, and that was just insane, it was, what he did. It was nuts. Uh, I, I still, <laughs> I was at eyeballs. I, I thought he was going to fade, and then also he got stronger and stronger and stronger. He took it out at a pace that you were, I've, we've seen, I've seen enough of these, and you've seen enough of those runs over the course of the, you know, the time of uh, watching track over the years, that you go, what's he doing? Uh, and then we go, well, he knows what he's doing. And yeah. he felt great. He uh, felt great. The conditions were right, and he went nuts. Uh, that's someone went went, uh, went otherworldly. I still can't believe that. And he continued on, I mean, into cross-country this year, into, I mean, just fantastic runner. Other runners, we've got mentioned TJ Carey. Like yeah, Orange, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Really good runner. Yeah. But, um, but Favaza, we, we have just a, about a minute or so. Do you have... How would you, how'd you like to sum up uh, 2019? Any, uh, I mean, a lot of state, a lot of great you got state, titles. state titles. You got the the champions. Uh, really, let's hope for more in 2020. Absolutely, it's going to be exciting. That's my final thought. Let's Just hope for more in 2020. More in 2020. Okay, now everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Happy New Year to everybody here. Um, we're going to see what happens. Um, see you all next week, everybody. Yes. See you later. See you, Sam. Happy New Year, dude. Happy New Year, Ian. That's it for OA Now for 2019. Wrapping up this decade. Thanks for tuning in. These on the show are Sammy's and his alone. If you'd like to make your own podcast here at Orion Neighborhood Television in 2020, give us a call at 248-393-1060. Classes are now enrolling. Check out our website at orionontv.org. Have classes once a month. Wish everybody a safe and happy New Year's uh, Eve and happy and safe 2020. We'll see you on the flip side one week from today on OANL. See ya!